Well, hello and welcome to this Didache podcast. In these conversation episodes, I talk with special guests with the aim of having our vision of Jesus and his church enlarged in order to help plant and grow local churches. I'm delighted today to be joined by Nathaniel Jennings, Nathaniel's OMF UK and Ireland Intercultural Ministries Director. Nathaniel, welcome. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Sam. Oh, it's great to be able to talk to you. I'm grateful to have been put in touch with you fairly recently. And a few weeks ago, we had a, a conversation together, a great conversation, actually, about intercultural church and a ministry. And that's something that we at TCC, my home church, were thinking through and trying to put into practice. And it's something that you've thought a lot about. And our conversation was just so enjoyable and helpful. That I thought it would be great to, to chat here on the podcast as well. So we'll get into that shortly. But first, Nathaniel, please do tell us a bit about yourself. Yeah, so my own uh, background is quite intercultural. I have a, an American father. Uh, my mum is half English um, and half Jamaican. But my parents uh, worked in Bangladesh from the early 70s until last year, actually. So I was actually born and spent my childhood in, in Bangladesh. My dad was uh, involved in adult education, worked for UNICEF laterally. My mum was a, a midwife training village midwives. Um, but my wife is from Northern Ireland and I, I now live in Belfast and have done so for the last 12 years. Yeah. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about that role at OMF? Yeah, so so I was the kind of area rep for Ireland for OMF for, for about 10 years. Um, there's been a real shift, I guess, even in OMF as a traditional mission, thinking about how it engages with church and mission in this context and very much us uh, transitioning from primarily seeing us as facilitating churches kind of in the UK, sending to, to East Asia particularly, to be very much just uh, w one centre uh, uh, and part of many centres around, around the world who are trying to um, yeah, plant churches and, and share the good news of Jesus. Uh, and and that that it's an intercultural thing we, we, we both send but we also receive um, and that increasingly here um, in the UK there's such a mission field amongst the nations and that, and that we really wanted to um, yeah connect with with churches in, in in reaching out you know across the world and and, and across the street um, and we wanted to see those churches also grow in reflecting the intercultural kingdom that's coming um, as they they reach out cross-culturally and they become more diverse through through the fruit of that. So so it's kind of a leaning into that as a mission. Um, this role was was created, and and that's what I'm I'm trying to wherever I can serve serve that that those objectives and, and that purpose. Mm, we're going to be talking a little bit more about that shortly, and I'm excited to get into that. Uh, but before we do, the big question here on this podcast is this question, what is church? So Nathaniel, as you've been reading the scriptures and as you've been involved in local churches, what's Jesus taught you about what church is? Yeah, so church is, um, yeah, the salt and light, a community that has to be salt and light in, 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 in a place, um, individuals who, who love Jesus um, have come um, to to know him as Lord and Savior, but then gather together to 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 in, encourage each other, um, to support each other, um, and and to grow in their Christ likeness uh, um, and the community. Um, and I guess uh, in terms of my own experience, we we ourselves worked in in Bangladesh, and we were involved in areas where we were wanting to see churches established, and just seeing, um, yeah. 
individuals coming to faith, but then them needing to belong to a community, needing to um, find a, a new identity, new allegiances, and, and that's really what 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 church became was 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 providing that uh, as these individuals who had found Jesus um, then coming together to 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 just uh, celebrate that and, and and to be community to each other. You talked about like individuals coming to faith and that importance of that personal relationship with Christ and, and coming to faith in him for ourselves. But then you say that moves towards a gathering together. And how's that been important for you, like in your own life, in your own story? Yeah, so I was blessed to grow up in a, a Christian family where we're just, uh, yeah, the, the gospel was was shared and enacted and awareness of, of God and his presence was always acknowledged, but always told that that, that there would come a time where I really had to decide for myself to commit. And it's not something that can be in, in, inherited. Um, so so I felt, I guess my, my own family was a was a Christian community, but but then also knew I had to personally embrace that. And one thing my parents did, uh, many of the places we lived, that there, there was no church um or there was not much choice in churches so my, my parents always just found other believers and gathered together whether it was their home or someone else's home or they went just to the local church and, and that was all kinds of weird and, and wonderful uh expressions of church but 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 that i think taught me something about about um you know at its simplest form there should be a, a, a longing in us to corporately gather with others who who just share what we've experienced and, and love Jesus, and I always saw that in in, in my upbringing, and I think that has uh, helped me to just um, yeah lo love the church wherever it's found and, mm -hmm. and want to gather uh, joyfully uh, with them. And that wasn't something that I necessarily was theologically taught. But I've come yeah. to realize it, but something that was kind of modeled to me and something I, I grew up in. But something I've realized that isn't uh necessarily the norm for 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 everyone um yeah and yeah yeah and that that's one that you know one phenomenon that i've i've come across quite a lot uh in in recent years here in the uk is it gets expressed kind of like this with someone say yeah i love jesus but i'm you know mm -hmm. i don't go to church but yeah. and, and you used that word joy didn't you when we come together yeah. to joy yeah. in that of, of gathering together yeah. to be yeah, together and in it, worship of Jesus. Yeah, and it is hard because people will let you down. Um, the the church on earth is going to be far short of of that glorious vision we have when when the bride <laughs> comes, who is going to be so beautiful. And sometimes it, 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 it's hard for us to think: is, is this is this really it? You know, church mm. is supposed to be something so glorious and beautiful, and yet it's full of people like me actually who. Uh, mm. <laughs> Who, who annoy you and be disagreeable <laughs> um but I, I i really have come to love like paul's tone about the church you know he had this glorious vision of church he he loved church he was so passionate about it um yet his letters are full of uh having to admonish yeah. and rebuke churches who are doing terrible things you know yeah. you know things that are scandalous and yet he seemed to be able to hold tension that that church it, it doesn't belong to us after all churches actually mm -hmm. belongs to god and he says it's beautiful, and he tells us what it's uh, what it's doing and and what it's going to be like. Um, mm -hmm. So we've got to keep that that vision in, in, in trust in the scripture, 
Um, at the same time, acknowledging that that scripture shows us church is also uh, messy and 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 hard work and something we have to keep struggling to and struggling for. Um, mm. Sometimes full of joy and sometimes because it it, it really is the, the right thing to do and because Jesus loves the church and 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 he he uh, bought it with his own blood and therefore I I I, I should have a similar commitment to it um however i feel absolutely amen to that indeed uh you said there that we do fall short of that vision uh mm -hmm. of the future of church that we see in revelation 21 but we do need to keep that vision before us because we're moving towards mm -hmm. that and mm -hmm. as we see in revelation it is this vision of a a in international community, an in international family. And increasingly in this country, churches are welcoming in people from the nations. And that's what I'd love to just get into now. Uh, and with, with this comes a lot of things to think through, things about issues like language and communication. And the one thing that we've had to wrestle with here is that, how do you preach to a congregation where 50% of people don't speak mm -hmm. English as a, as a first language and what music should we have? And, uh, yeah. and how do we reflect God's vision for the church there in the scriptures? Mm -hmm. Well, look, Nathaniel, you know, perhaps <laughs> it'd be helpful if you just start by explaining for us what intercultural church is. Yeah. Intercultural has become quite a, a buzzword and maybe it means slightly different things to different people, but I think it was introduced because uh, trying to grasp that just being multicultural isn't enough. You, you can you can have have um, different nations and cultures represented in a room, but they're all adhering uh, 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 and they're become quite uniform in their unity um, to the to, to the pervading culture or, or or to the dominant culture. And and intercultural is really moving beyond that and saying that that each person should feel that they they, they belong. They have something to contribute. Um, to, to the whole body and that the church is transformed as people from different cultures um, with their different life experiences, their experiences of God and reading the scripture through through different cultural lenses that they, they enrich everyone. So, so an intercultural church is is really where where, where everyone ha has a voice and, and gets to participate and enrich the, the, the whole body and unity, but unity and beautiful God created di diversity. Um, of course, how you do that practically is the <laughs> mm. isn't easy. Something we struggle for, but 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 I believe that is uh, reflects the heart of God, where where we uh, where we try and reach for that, and where we reflect that in some way. So so yeah, mm. that's helpful. So I mean, intercultural church might be a new idea to to some people, new concept mm -hmm. to some people, but it's not a new idea to God, is it? Yeah. Like, it's always been God's vision to build this international family diverse and united in christ and look there in the, the old testament in the hebrew scriptures mm -hmm. we see huge diversity don't we join in mm -hmm. god's people and i think that vision uh, of god is captured in that great prayer in psalm 67 that says may god be mm -hmm. gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine on us so that your ways may be known on earth your salvation Amen. among Amen. all nations it's a great yeah. little prayer yeah. That. yeah because yeah. jesus great commission to is to to send itself to make disciples of all nations. So we could go on and on, but why don't you just give us some insight into God's vision for intercultural church there in Scripture? Yeah, I I think it, it was His will in the beginning. Um, of course, we live in a fallen world, and it became fragmented and and tribal. But we see throughout the Old Testament that it is His ultimate um, will that that the nations 
would would come to him that the nations would would know him uh, and uh, and everything he did for Israel and through Israel was ultimately that there would be a light um, to the nations. Um, that that was what <laughs> God willed. And and then we see um, the church is born at Pentecost right at the beginning. Um, and, and Pentecost is really the reversal of Babel. And we see nice. right from the beginning, people of, of, of all nations, certainly of the known world, hear, hear the gospel in their own language. And, and the church is formed and they're filled with joy and then they scatter as witnesses and and they share their faith and, and communities of believers are 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 emerge all over the, the ancient world so 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 from its very inception it was an intercultural church and we know it's intercultural because um also paul's letters um address some of the struggles it, it, it was yeah. beautiful it was intercultural from its origins it's not something that was invented as a, a fancy <laughs> theological concept recently um that that was god's will that's the way it was and, and that's something they were grappling with and that's something that you know um a, a famous passage like uh ephesians chapter two um and talk about oneness in christ is all about addressing you know people who in the world had been uh slave masters and slaves mm. jews and gentiles um, rich and poor at war in the world in that society um some of them not even thinking others were were, were human you know they, they, they were they were animals and suddenly paul is addressing i have created a new humanity jesus has created a new humanity through what he's done he's brought you peace and reconciliation with your creator but peace and reconciliation between you as 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 his children and that is to smash all other barriers and identities uh, and, uh, and and that is what you are to realize and, and strive for so so we see it's 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 right there at the very beginning and and those same instructions that's why they are so rich and so relevant for us today as we as we see that um, that's glorious i love that and i really encourage people to just dig into the scriptures both old and new and just see you know in the old testament uh, what what nations are coming and joining Israel and being mm -hmm. part of of that and uh, who who are people getting married to? I mean, it's commonly thought that Moses's wife is this uh, black African lady, and that the yeah. Midianites and and others are coming to Egyptians are coming to join Israel and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. really yeah. exciting. But like you've just said, you see it so clearly as well in the New Testament that it's just always yeah. Jesus' intention to build this international family and i love the end of romans you know romans that book about how the gospel uh goes out to all nations and i love romans 16 you know some say it perhaps just as this list of names but to me it's like the crescendo of the whole book yeah. it's like this yeah. is what it's all been about you know jesus is able by his spirit to bring to, together all sorts of different mm -hmm. kinds mm -hmm. of people that would be divided in an earthly sense by all sorts of things wealth Amen. and age and cultures mm -hmm. race whatever but actually Jesus is able to bring them together. I love that chapter. It's so exciting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. So, like, obviously we, we look at scripture, we can dig in there and just see God's vision for for this intercultural uh, church, this, this global uh, international family. Mm -hmm. But we can also look at church history. We can look mm -hmm. around the world right now. And I think that can be really inspiring and encouraging. I think my vision of church growing up, was was very small actually and that, that's that's my bad and I think it was largely based on just my experience rather than scripture I grew up in this small farming village in Lancashire and it was a real blessing to be part of the church family but it was easy to just 
get into that bubble and think this is perhaps mm-hmm. it. And the Lord and His grace moved me to London and uh, mm-hmm. met my now wife, Suan, who's from Malaysia. And just my, my, my world opened up and my vision of church uh, enlarged and getting into the scriptures there and just seeing, oh, wow, this is so much bigger than, than I could imagine. But, um, you know, you think about Acts and how the church does go out, doesn't it, from Jerusalem and and that those early disciples get into conversations with like, Ethiopians who go back and the Ethiopian church is set up. And uh, I believe it was by the fourth century, Ethiopia becomes the second officially Christian state in the world. And the Christianity begins to take root in Egypt in the first century, other parts of Africa, and of course, the Roman Empire and lots of the world. And how India's Christian heritage is ancient and many of the theologians of the past are African and Syrian and I could go on and on but have you been encouraged and inspired when you look back at at church history in 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 some ways and also as you look out to the the present world? I think I I, I engage with this some in when I was trying to do cross-cultural witnessing myself particularly in 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 the Muslim world and 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 this um conception even amongst them that 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 uh christianity uh, um was equated with the west and and, and western culture and, and, and being able to show them that you know that that is so wrong that that the roots of christianity are in the middle east mm. and the church was established in many parts of um asia and africa long before it came to europe and how from its very roots it is it is not a a, a western mm. religion um, yes, and just like you said, so many of, of the, the early missionaries, theologians, um, the, think of the Desert Fathers. They they mm-hmm. they they were they were they were uh, not non-Western. Um, and but then I think uh, at, at a certain time when when the West was dominant and a colonial power uh, and and dominant in terms of uh, military and 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 economics, um, as Christians, nominal Christians, they went into the world and therefore Christianity got really seen by many cultures as uh, uh, as being part and parcel with with Western uh, dominance. Uh, and, and that's something we have to work very hard, I think, in in um, yeah, uh, uh, unpicking that 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 narrative, which is actually um, a real obstacle for a lot of people to, to, to actually accepting the gospel and the gospel being for for all people and not for any one people group. And of course, then in the Reformation, that, that was a, a, a very precious uh, and, and, and I think a, um, a God-led thing that happened in, in the West, but, 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 but it, it, it then shaped a lot of Western theology and thought, mm. um, but, but Christian thinking you know, carried on in the rest of the world uh, um, according to mm. its own context and its own needs. So we can't necessarily transfer all that what we've come to see as Western theology to to think that 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 these things were come up with yeah. <laughs> and need to be taught to the rest of the world uh, and and uh, yeah so, so, so I think we ourselves need to be able to really hold that in 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 context and 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 even the even you know what we sometimes call theology. Um, We've almost made theology, Western theology, normative. We talk, we talk about uh, African theology, we talk about Asian theology, but we don't call our own theology uh, European theology or, or British theology. So, so even that, I think that there's something that's saying that that God has been uh, revealing Himself uh, 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 and gifting people with being able to 
uh, interpretive scriptures uh, and write about them all over the world. And, and we need to uh, draw from the fullness of, of those treasures and, and what's been developed in the West is, is, is one wonderful part of that. So I think there's some of that. But then also, I guess, just in terms of demographics, you know, even up to 1950, 80% of, of Christians, people who identified as Christians were, were, were white Westerners. Um, and, and that has radically changed just in the last couple of, of generations, uh, uh, where now you find far more Christians in the global South and Latin America, Asia, Africa than you do in the West. Um, there were 9 million Christians in Africa in 1900. There are now 700 million, uh, which is far more than, than Europe. So just realizing we, we are part of a global church and we take our part to both bless the rest of the body, but also to receive from them. Um, and right here in the UK through, through migration, now it's reckoned um, over a quarter of evangelicals are from ethnic minority backgrounds so the church in the uk is itself a global church while being part of a global church mm. so, so 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 it's absolutely then appropriate that, that 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 we have to do church and mission in in, in this context which is where we are amongst the nations and, and one of the nations um and, and that takes uh yeah being grateful for our, our history and the way god has has used used uh, uh christians from the uk and ireland but also uh, have a posture of, of humility to be able to uh, learn and receive and, and serve a, a alongside others who are part of this, this wonderful church. And this church that's growing, you know, there, there's, I think one of the beauty of being part of mission is, is there's a lot of pessimism. I certainly know here in Belfast, you know, you know we're, we're becoming a minority. Our, our numbers are dwindling. We don't have the influence we had in culture. And yet, I constantly am hearing stories of how the church is growing like wildfire around the world and they are our brothers and sisters and that's the church we're part of and mm -hmm. and, and in these days which are so difficult um, in so many ways there's another story going on and, and God is building his kingdom and his church um, and it may and we, we may have experiences now which will be more similar to what most Christians have had in most of history of, of being maybe more of a minority being different from the culture around us, not being in positions of power, but that's not necessarily a bad thing and it can refine us. And how much do we then, can we learn from churches who actually have been formed and grown in those contexts that we may be finding ourselves more and more in um, and, and, and can be actually enriched by? That's brilliant. I'd love to pick up on that in, in maybe a few minutes, because I, I think I heard you say earlier when you were describing your, your work at OMF that um, perhaps has been a, a shift to think about not just about British Christians being sent to the mission field, mm -hmm. but actually the nations coming to us and actually being a massive blessing yeah, yeah. to our church and what we can yeah, learn yeah, yeah. Uh, from as we stand shoulder to shoulder with those who are, who are culturally different to us. Mm -hmm. But just touching again on what we're just talking about there, removing these kind of preconceived ideas about Christians and, and Christianity by, yes, looking to the past and to uh, church history, uh, not just Western church history, but the whole of church history, mm -hmm. and reading some of these theologians uh, from Africa and Asia, and um, but also looking around, as you say, and just seeing what what God's doing. Like, mm -hmm. so much doesn't get reported. I mean, I, I read mm -hmm. again, read recently that China's Christian population is estimated to be sixty eight million, and mm -hmm. some experts predict that there'll be more Christians in China than in the US by twenty thirty, yeah. and that China could be a majority Christian country by twenty fifty. 
and uh, and again just in terms of just removing some of those preconceived ideas uh, Glenn Scriven notes in his book uh, The Air We Breathe that the average Anglican in the world today is a black teenage girl from Nigeria mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I just think some of those things are quite yeah, quite helpful yeah yeah, yeah. And yet, sometimes I think our our our, our assumptions and preconce- preconceptions and structures haven't quite caught up with that reality. That they, they, they still hark back to a, a quite a different time, uh, and we need to be be intentionally, I think, think, uh, yeah, <laughs> rewiring our our, our brains a, a little bit to be fit for purpose for for the times we 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 live in, and also yeah. to honor. Though, 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 those uh, believers who represent so many different cultural backgrounds and, and, and nations who, who who now are 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 yeah with us in this church, they're they're not to just be the recipients of our of our 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 knowledge and our and our our, our wealth, our resources, but they're people who are alongside us and have so much to to teach us as well. Mm. That's that's so helpful. That's so helpful. So we've thought about like God's got this vision for this global family church, um, and we, we've acknowledged that we we don't always match up to it. And, and as you said earlier, we fall far short of it. And I'm sure that's a whole conversation in itself as to why we we fall short. Um, uh, you know, and 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 actually, this is not just something centuries ago. We're talking today and in recent decades. Again, I read recently that. Even up until just a few decades ago in America, churches were voting to exclude black people into, mm-hmm. into church, mm-hmm. you know, and many of us will know that that story, yeah. you know, I mean, maybe you could touch on uh, what's what's gone wrong and why don't we match up to God's vision. But then also, could you take us into like encouraging us to ha- how do we move towards mm-hmm. God's vision for intercultural church? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so we see, um, well, Jesus told us in Matthew uh, chapter six. Verse ten: um, How to pray? Um, your kingdom come. Your will be done um, on earth as it is in heaven. Uh, and then in in Revelations, chapter seven, verses fifteen to seventeen, we we see what that looks like: people of every tongue, nation, and tribe worshiping Jesus, uh, unified in Jesus, but but beautiful in their their diversity. And I just think if we're told to seek His will here and now, we're shown what His will looks like. So why? It, there's not much ambiguity in what we should be striving for and what pleases the heart of God. And yet in reality, because we're fallen, sinful humans um, born into our, our tribes and, and, and our political preferences and in our nationalities, uh, uh, places where we put probably a lot more allegiance the, and, and given a lot more value than maybe we would even admit, you know, there are things that have been whispered in our ears and there we've bred been breathing since 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 um yeah our our, our childhood um and i think of even you know the outworking of that my, my grandfather who's from jamaica part of the windwash generation uh, uh, uh and and i know many of them were, were, were christians that they, they tried to join uh say white churches and some of them were told very clearly you know that these churches are not for people like you and they went and formed um their own um Black churches or Caribbean churches, and, and let's make sure that 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 this generation doesn't make the same mistake mm-hmm. from people who come in who are different, um, whether it's race, whether it's uh, social class, whether it's ability. Uh, it could be all sort of things that 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 we throw our arms around them and say, "This is the very place where you are most welcome." Yeah. Uh, so, so I think that um, lessens the the the, the chance of uh, 
um, those those um, churches emerging that just reflect the, the tribes that are out in the world. And, and if we do that, then how are we different from 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 the world? And and what more um, do, do we do we have to offer that that is mm -hmm. different and a solution to such a broken and, and fragmented world? So we're we're um, yeah to to I think learn from the past. Um, see what scripture really is 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 about uh, um, and what church should be about and then where to strive forward and I, and I think there are there 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 are things we well three things I really feel like like we need to address in our teaching and almost make it the culture of a church is 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 I've kind of boiled them down to um, if we want to be really global disciples um, identity allegiance and purpose and, and that that just our identity is in Jesus. That's where mm -hmm. our worth found, and and uh, and that supersedes everything else that that the world tells us about ourselves and where where our values should be. And if that is paramount, I think a lot of other things fall into their proper places. And that's something we can all agree on, whatever language we speak or whatever upbringing we have, and we can see who that Jesus is in in God's word. Um, allegiance. Yeah, what, 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 who, who are our true community? Who are we passionate about and for? And, and that is um, our brothers and sisters in Christ. And, and that's a global family. And that, and that means people um, of different skin colors and complete different backgrounds and speaking different language. They are our, our, our brothers and sisters, even over those who, who look more like us and speak the same language. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that should also make those other differences and things that we uh, often fight for and fall out over, find their, 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 their place. And I think out of that, when you know where, where your true identity lies, who your allegiance is to, then you find your purpose and your purpose is is to is to share the good news of Jesus in all its fullness with with the world, uh, and and doing whatever that takes to cross boundaries, to cross cultures, to to share this precious gift with people, and strip it of any um, kind of obstacles we might put around it because of secondary things we hold precious. And I also think a church that together are loving Jesus, are for each other, and are looking outward. That fosters unity and that fosters mm -hmm. letting go of, of things that, that is, is, is about me and about my church and the way I want to worship and, and the things that distract me or, or I'm uncomfortable with, because it's all for a greater purpose. It's, it's for Jesus. It's to, mm -hmm. to welcome people and, and go out and reach people. So I think those things help us to, to which, whatever background we're from, and this challenges everyone, um, because, because we all have our prejudices and people <laughs> we struggle to 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 uh, uh, be alongside because of our personal reasons can be because of historical reasons um, but but these things challenge us to set those aside um, for the sake of Jesus that's so helpful and I'd love to get your practical advice on on what that some of that could look like uh, just in, in a few moments but I just wonder if I could get your thoughts on this because uh, you, you mentioned the, again revelation seven were standing you know worshiping before the throne of God is every tribe tongue nation language and it's interesting that it's not one tribe one language one nation sometimes difference is a threat and and diversity is a threat 
It doesn't seem to be a threat to Jesus. He doesn't seem to be overwhelmed um, or threatened by difference and no. diversity. In fact, he embraces yeah. it and he can handle it and he can bring difference into unity without just conformity. And I just wondered if you could comment on that, because, you know, in the Old Testament, there's tribes, <laughs> which yeah. is interesting. Yeah. And now that, you know, nations and languages um, mm -hmm. and difference that's mm -hmm. brought together. I wonder if you could just comment on on that and why the Lord's happy just to keep tribes and, and differences and languages and nations. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think uh, I, I love another passage in Revelation, which I think sheds light on this. And that's uh, chapter 21, um, mm -hmm. the section starting from 22. And it talks about, you know, um, wh wh when the kingdom comes and, and there's there's no temple in the city for the temple is the Lord and the Almighty and the Lamb. And the city has no need for sun or moon to shine for the glory of God gives it light and its lamp is the Lamb by its Light the nations walk, and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it, mm -hmm. and the gates will never be shut by day, and there will be no night. They will bring into it the glory and honor of the nations, wow. and that 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 just the the the, the treasures, the cultures yeah. of the nations, which are unique to each tribe and part of the world and people, they 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 they, they honor God and they glorify God. God doesn't say do away with those earthly things. Mm -hmm. um, I think he he he, redeem, he redeems them, and we need to go all the way back to I guess our understanding of humanity and mankind. You know, though we are deeply fallen, we were originally created in in God's image, His breath within us, and we were created to be creative, uh, uh, to reflect our Maker, and, and therefore, though our cultures and, uh, and the things that have been created by them are shot through with sin. And can be used for great harm. They also shot through with the image of God and His creativity, and I think mm. those will be redeemed, and they will be very present, and we will be our our very best selves, the version we were created to be as individuals, but also as cultures. And when we're our best versions of our cultures, we will it will just be yeah. a, a beautiful richness that will just reflect God's ultimate oh. <laughs> creativity and wisdom and artistry, which 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 is through which we have been able to do whatever we're able to do because he's given us our gifts and our abilities um and and maybe that's a different way of looking at, mm. at culture and diversity um, so when we're kind of thinking about our churches and maybe those listening can kind of imagine their own churches right now you're not asking for people to necessarily lay down the good things about their own culture, although there will be aspects of all of our cultures yeah. that we want to reject for the sake of Christ and um, but actually, we're not asking people to lay down their own cultures. But how, how do we hold that together with this vision yeah. of being intercultural churches? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and that isn't easy. It's something we, we, we struggle for as a community committed to each other, to honoring each other, to respecting each other. And, and I think some of that is a posture, you know, that, that we're all um, willing to in a way, like Paul said, I, I, I'll, I'll give up my rights, you know, for the sake of Jesus. Um, but if we're all doing that, then then we're also uh, empowering each other and saying, no, um, you're willing to give up your rights to that. But but I I want to actually um, allow you to bring your culture and your 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 differences and and, and to learn from it. Uh, but I think it takes international intentionality, and particularly I guess where there is dominant cultures, both in terms of numbers or historically, you you have to intentionally make space for those other cultures. 
um, um, to, to, to have a voice to express themselves. And practically, you know, that might mean saying, uh, yeah, l l l let's, let's give voice to your language in our services. Let's, let's learn from your expression of worship. Um, let's have you at the front teaching us or, or telling us your story. Let's even put you on leadership so that your perspective is coming through. And so that other people who come in and they look up at the front think, oh, someone like me also has value and dignity and, and, and can be given responsibility. Um, because I would say as someone as color, um, there, there is the thing I've definitely I've felt sometimes undermined and, uh, and undervalued by others, maybe the dominant culture, but I've also placed that on myself because I've had a narrative in my own head that that the, the missionary biographies I read <laughs> were all about Western missionaries doing wonderful things in other parts of the world. A lot of the churches I went to, the, the even if they were quite diverse, the people actually teaching at the front were white, and that that gave me, I think, an inferiority complex. That 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 thinking, I I could, I couldn't be someone like that. Uh, um, but thank God people have been the biggest blessings have, have been white westerners who, who have empowered encouraged me saying we see a gifting in you and, and you do have something offer even if you are not sure and, and, and they've made that pathway and and but 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 it's taught me that 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 we and i hope now i um have opportunity to do that for others um, who maybe wouldn't put themselves forward so i so i think it takes making room at the table um, you know, for, for for people who who are different or maybe don't feel worthy, um, but but we want to to invite uh, and to, to to hear from. I guess you've sort of alluded to this already, but you know what have you seen done well? You know, in your role, you'll be engaging with lots of different churches and church leaders and Christians, and as you're looking around at you know many churches that are, are wrestling yeah. with this, and um, again, as we said before experiencing the blessings of of nations gathering together in these local church communities what have you seen done well yeah uh, I, there's no silver bullet no <laughs> any and you know and each configuration of christian community will be somewhat shaped by just the individuals there and the cultures they they represent so 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 that's a journey each one will have to take but in terms of just good practice, I, I think it is that that intentionality in, in when someone different comes, they feel very, very welcome. They're very quickly given maybe a role and a responsibility. You know, I think people really feel they belong and they're honored when, when they can contribute something. Nobody wants to be just a victim of, of charity. And sometimes we can be very good and generous at helping the poor foreigner. But 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 what will really honor them is actually giving them a role and it could be something small and practical it could be getting them up to hear their story it could be asking them uh, their opinion about something i also am a great believer that when people see and taste something they they um they then have a vision for what it can be like and they want more so 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 some of the most beautiful things i've seen is is when intercultural worship has been modeled or, or, or taking place and that can be bringing someone in to, to lead that or to allowing people from other backgrounds in, in the congregation to lead worship or having multilingual songs. And, and I think when people see how beautiful it is to worship in multicultural context, they're like, wow, there's a special anointing on this and we want more of it. And sometimes you have to take people somewhere to experience it or you have to create it um, and give 
people opportunities to to pray and and, and to worship in their own ways. Um, I, I know of other churches who very intentionally um, maybe even brought someone onto leadership who has a different perspective or who is 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 running everything. You know, they're, they're part of maybe a, a staff team or a leadership team. And they're thinking as discussions are happening and decisions being made, they're seeing them through the lens of and, and how is this affecting, you know, those from other ethnic backgrounds or from other parts of the world? How can we do everything to include them? Um, and just running it through 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 that through that lens, um, and I don't believe in in giving people position just because of who they represent in in terms of their their identity. You know, you need mature uh, Christian leadership or people who are gifted, but it does often take intentionally looking out for for different people who may have mm -hmm. that or may have the potential for that, and giving them that 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 platform because I think then that empowers a lot of lot of other people um yeah and, and i think just in, in in that what we've already talked about it is drip feeding some of that perspective uh, and that understanding that that uh, of of you know scripture and mm -hmm. christianity it's not western it's not european it, 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 it's for the whole world and all people and the church the ancient mm -hmm. church wasn't Western and, and and telling those stories and, and maybe choosing to point that out because we have subconsciously um, I think a lot of scripture we've 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 sanitized it and we've we almost see it in a way we we you know look at look at the moment some of the nativity scenes we see mm. and, and, mm. and they're so sanitized and the people are are quite clean and white and it looks like a fairy story rather than mm. to uh you know, Middle Eastern kind of refugees or future refugees, probably in a cave in dung and muck. You know, you, you know, you know, something which probably reflects um, a lot of um, life experience of people from from outside the West. But I think we need to point that out and, and tell those stories in, in our in our even in our Sunday schools to our youth that just emphasize that global nature. And that's true to scripture, but that'll also, I guess, challenge some of the. The, the wrong thinking uh, um, that people have, maybe from the West, but it'll also really empower and, and encourage those who are from other parts of the world. Think, wow, yeah, yeah, this, 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 this religion. If there's any sense that it belongs to just one part of the world or one people, that then the Bible completely destroys that itself. Thank you so much. That's so helpful. I just wondered before I ask my final question about any resources that might be helpful. Do you think there's anything else that uh, would be good for our listeners to hear and thinking through this uh, this issue of intercultural church? I think uh, that that this is beautiful, but it's not easy. Um, someone said anything of, of great worth also has great cost. <laughs> mm. So so just because things sometimes go pear-shaped or fall apart or there's disagreements it doesn't mean that you're not on the right path it's something to, to struggle for and, and the scripture um it teaches into this and, and, and just the struggles where we're likely to have so so we need to keep persevering and, and i think you know i think i'd say um that that we, we we probably all have racism we all have um discrimination and prejudice every one of us inbuilt uh, 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 but i think think scripture and the heart of god challenges that in in everyone um, not just white people <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, uh, but but we're all growing towards jesus we're, we're mm -hmm. shedding 
those wrong ways of thinking and looking at each other. And we need to keep teaching and, and striving um, for, 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 for that as well. And I think just um, this, I think is, is an area that, that intercultural church, which reflects the kingdom of God, that is what seems to be happening in a globalized world, in a world where people are moving around like never before and God's at work in the midst of it. So it's something to just be joyful about, to be positive about. And when we're mm. when we're tempted to be defeatist or 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 um or feel depressed, you know, that this is something God is doing, which he said he would do, and which is actually a sign of his his kingdom coming. And and let's just uh yeah be see it as a privilege to to be be part of it and, and to and to fight for it yeah absolutely amen to that that's so good and, and like you say jesus is the key isn't he and, and just thinking as you say you know when we look at him you know he reveals to us the father uh you know in, in the spirit this god who is diversity and unity and so we want to keep our eyes on on our living god um and I, i'm just just thinking as well of when he says you know when i'm lifted up I'll draw all people to myself. And it's no surprise then that you see, as we've discussed throughout this conversation, the book of Revelation there, that uh, there's that great international multitude united in worship of the Lamb who died for the sins of the world. And so I find with what we're doing is just keeping Jesus right there at the centre and watching him work and unite us in all our diversity um, is is the key. Um, Now, it'd be great to hear what, resources might be helpful what would you point us towards uh, if we want to think this through further okay there's a lot out there but I'll, I'll, I'll point to three things i don't know sam if you maybe can put links in yeah. to the uh, later um the ea have uh have the evangelical alliance have a department called the one people commission this is all about um um yeah intercultural church and engaging with diaspora christians and they have a, a really good um resource called uh think reflect and reset uh, and it's a very practical tool that can be used by churches to think about how are we intentionally fostering interculturalism so that's uh ea reset reflect and reset um this is a great book uh it uh there's a great book called kingdom without borders uh, miriam adeny and and it, mm-hmm. it, it, it's just really inspiring just so how god is at work amongst the nations as people move around and how he's building his intercultural kingdom in our in our times and how we can get involved in that and finally um there's a there's a um a malawian theologian uh, um uh, harvey kinwani and he's written a book called uh Inter- multicultural kingdom and that's just looking at a kind of different paradigms for permission and church um for for these times we we live in when when christianity is is truly global and and everywhere to everywhere so there, there are three that come to mind amazing thank you so much and uh, we'll post links uh, to those the uh, along with this episode uh, but thank you so much nathaniel it's been it's been so helpful and so enjoyable and I'm just excited really about that future. And, you know, one day we will stand shoulder to shoulder with uh, every tribe, tongue, nation, language in worship of Jesus. Uh, In this new creation with new bodies, it's going to be amazing. 
But we get to experience some of that in the here and now. And it's, it's that, isn't yeah. it? It's trying to build towards that and, and show people something of that future in the here and now. And it's obviously only something that can be done uh, alongside Christ and the power of the Spirit. Um, but how Amen. exciting to be involved in this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. So good. Well, thank you so much, uh, Nathaniel. And thank you so much to those who've been listening. Uh, do check out other episodes uh, of these conversations episodes on the Didache podcast and do uh, listen out for a future episode soon. Thanks so much.